0: with Steeler avatars and handles like Stairway to 7. I see these people, these alleged Steeler fans, they say they hope Harrison helps New England beat Pittsburgh. They say they hope Harrison sacks men and hurts men. What is wrong with you people? Do you really think a washed up 39-year-old is bigger than the Pittsburgh Steelers? Franco wasn't terry bradshaw wasn't but you somehow think james harrison is that's ludicrous you and james harrison have made me into such a diehard Steeler fan right now i want pittsburgh to beat new england now very badly in the worst way and if you would be loyal to james harrison over the Steelers, guess what you just made the list You people who still like your buddy Debo, keep this in mind. James Harrison would not piss on you if you were on fire. Remember that. He's a bully and a jerk and doesn't care about any of you. James Harrison would not piss on you if you were on fire. The list brought to you by Matt Merch Plumbing, under on a name you could trust. I'd like to thank Matt Merch Plumbing because my furnace went kerflooey in the middle of the cold winter night. And they came by today and fixed it all right proper in a matter of minutes. No muss, no fuss. Got it working right. So thanks to my good friends at Matt Mertz Plumbing. Dial 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. Joining me now, doing an unexpected run-in. He was in the Steeler locker room today when it turned on James Harrison. From the Steelers radio network in the Trib, we welcome... Tim Benz. Uh, Tim, uh, I read your quotes from the likes of Ponce, Dupree, and Chicolo with uh, great interest. Let's start with Marquise Ponce, because he minced no words, and there was a lot of venom to what he said. Uh, It it sounds like uh, it was just dripping off his words that he doesn't think James Harrison did right by the Steelers.
1: No, not at all, Mark. And the funny thing is, that actually started with a joke. Uh, I was just joking with Pouncey because Roethlisberger made the comment that he voted for Pouncey as the team MVP. And at the end of the interview, I said to Pouncey, does this mean that Harrison gets his team MVP stripped because he went to New England? And he just went off. Like, I was kidding. And, yeah, he feels exactly what you're talking about, that it's his version of the story that Harrison asked to be let go, that Harrison forced his way out in essence, and he doesn't like the fact that he is being portrayed, Harrison I'm talking about, as a victim in all this, and that the team somehow did him wrong, and he was really agitated.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I, and I think, you know Tim, I felt dumb when I read what Ponzi said, because when I read what Ponzi said, I go, you know what, everything he says is true, and how could we not have realized this yesterday?
1: Well, I said last night, and I also said today on ESPN Pittsburgh that there makes there's zero sense that is made football wise of doing what they did. Zero sense. Just keep them, put them in dry storage, don't use them. But why expose them to any other team? And if you look back at how they handled Heinz Ward, Troy Polamalu. This is a complete and utter departure. The only reason why they would get rid of James Harrison in this circumstance is to either, A, try to do by, right by a player, and boy, they must have been concerned that things were going to get bad and get bad quick from a drama standpoint, which, let's face it, they've had way too much of around here anyway to do this because it makes no sense football-wise. They just decided to do it to be expeditious and get rid of a problem. And Pouncey doesn't like that it had to come to that. And Pouncey really didn't like the fact that the team looks bad. Um, It was almost like, Mark, you wanted to be an ombudsman for the rest of the locker room. There was some grumbling, like you
0: pointed out, from Chicolo and Dupree, too. It was
1: much more direct and pointed from Pouncey.
0: Well, I like that Pouncey minimized what damage Harrison can do by revealing secrets to the Patriots. And really, Tim, how much could Harrison tell them that would affect the Steelers?
1: Yeah, what are they going to do against the Steelers now? I mean, like, if they need James Harrison to tell them how to beat Pittsburgh. And what, what did Pittsburgh do? Pulled back on the last drive defensively to not get to Tom Brady before he threw to Rob Bronkowski for the 4,000th time? They've used every trick in the book, and
0: none of it works. Do you think Harrison has blown his legacy here in Pittsburgh? Do you think what Ponzi said was true in that regard? Especially now that Ponzi said it.
1: Yes, I was just about to say that, Mark. Not until today. (laughs) Not until 3 o'clock, I didn't think so. In fact, he was walking away almost like a sympathetic figure. You know, I I used the analogy before, like Sid Bream, a a guy that all of Pittsburgh wishes stayed around before he hurt them again in another uniform. But, yeah, I think this severely dents it. And let's be obvious about this. James Harrison has given a lot of people, you know, not the fans per se, but a lot of folks out there reason to not like him and he's just given him a big one too and the fact that not only he wedged his way out but wedged his way into new england uh, that's why i think a lot of the other players were upset not even that he did it to try to get out and play but when he did it he ended up going to the patriots
0: well let's be honest tim james harrison has never been a likable human being but but now he did something unlikable that reflected poorly on the steelers
1: yeah, well said. Uh, you, as a football fan, could always do the intellectual disconnect of, I'm going to root for this guy because he wears my team colors and he's damn good at it and pretend I don't really want to know what he's like when he's away from the facility or away from the field. Uh, but now that it's been brought into light in terms of how he handled himself as a stealer on the way out the door. And, uh, hey, how did that
0: end for Terry Bradshaw, right? Uh, before we let you go, Tim, I found Chicolo's comments interesting as well, because while he didn't bury Harrison, based on what Chicolo said, I would guess that Harrison felt Chicolo was beneath him during their entire tenure together as teammates and, and treated him like a jabroni.
1: Yep, exactly. And I wish I could have done better by that tweet that I sent out. Well, I did as well as I could, but you just—I'll play it later tonight, Mark. I'll even send it to you guys if you want to hear it. <laughs> It's indescribable how much he tried to walk around saying something even more sharp. You know, to play behind a Hall of Famer like that as, you know, a guy who was an extra afterthought following the draft, the late draft in Anthony Ciccolo, and just basically stammer out at the very end, well, we spent three years in a room together. It's obvious there was distaste there for how he was handled by a veteran. It's clear that Harrison felt like his job was threatened by Chicolo. I'll be honest with you, I still think Harrison right now is a better player. But like Pouncey said, um, I do whatever I can to make B.J. Finney a better player, and he might take my job someday. And and the suggestion was, why couldn't Harrison do the same thing with Chicolo?
0: Do you think uh, Harrison's going to contribute much in New England? And if so, in what ways, Tim? You know
1: what, honestly, I think his greater contribution well, might be to the Chiefs in him. You know, I'm sure he's probably texting the kids, He sings every game and every quarter of every game. He's maniacal in that way. He knows that James Harrison keeps the Chiefs alive. I wonder if that was as much a reason to bring him on board for the first round of the playoffs as opposed to potentially looking down the road for an AFC championship game. To our earlier point, what more is Harrison going to tell them about how, how to beat Pittsburgh? Uh, I don't think they feel like they need much help in that regard. They've had a tougher time with Kansas City, right?
0: Great stuff, Tim. Thank you for taking the time. Good work today. All right, thanks, Mark. That's Tim Benz from the Steelers Radio Network, uh, who came out of that Steeler locker room with, boy, just a bunch of inflammatory quotes from players like Marquise Ponce and Bud Dupree and Anthony Ciccolo regarding James Harrison's now tainted departure from Pittsburgh and subsequent resurfacing in New England. Now it's time to ask Mark anything very exciting part of the show because we've got the Hockey Night Show from 5.30 till 6.00 Hockey Talk only if you'd like to ask Mark anything about anything now's the time to do it 4 1, 2, 3, 3, 3, WXDX but if you want to talk about James Harrison about the Steeler locker room picking the meat off his carcass uh, the stuff you just heard Tim Benz talk about that would be very enjoyable too so call now ask Mark anything I am live at Buford's on 5th Avenue. The number to dial is 412-333-WXDX.
1: And now the super genius, Mark Madden.
0: You're kidding me. That's ridiculous. You know what? I'm going to skip right to my original thought and just say this is stupid. You're stupid. Thanks for calling. The X at 105.9. Double M on the X. Time to ask Mark anything brought to you by Chapino Restaurant Cigar Bar. It is the city's best seafood and chop house, so be sure to check out Chapino in Pittsburgh's Strip District. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. We've been talking about James Harrison all day. If you're just tuning in, the Steeler locker room turned on Harrison today. Marquise Ponce leading the charge. Uh, They say that Harrison shouldn't be a victim, that he maneuvered his way out. It was not the Steeler's idea to get rid of Harrison. It was Harrison's idea that he wanted to go to New England. So, let that affect your opinion of James Harrison. As it may, I've always thought the guy was a douchebag. Let's go to Josh in the car. Josh, ask Mark anything. Okay, we appear to have lost Josh. Let's go to Aaron in the car. Aaron, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. Yeah, I was yes. just, uh...
2: Curious. I want to talk about Harrison a little bit. Uh, I was just curious how the Patriots can afford him in the salary cap, and did the, the Patriots release anybody? Well, he's
0: making almost nothing. I think prorated, they're only going to pay him fifty nine grand over the next couple weeks. Okay. So so the cap is no issue with him. He wasn't making uh, much of a ticket this year to begin with. I think uh, the Steelers' deal with him for this season was a total of $1.3 million with all things, including signing bonus figured in. All right, let's go to Robert on the road. Robert, ask Mark anything. Yes, the uh, basically, you know, we got rid of James Harrison, so not a big deal. I mean, we have an answer for him. His name's Juju Smith-Schuster. And that we don't, yeah, I don't. I don't I mean, get what that means. He took care of perfect for us. Yeah, that's not what this is about. Harrison's not going to be on the field for Juju to be taken care of. This is about, as I said yesterday, and no one wanted to hear it then, James Harrison disrespecting an organization for whom he played 14 years and got paid over $40 million by. This was always disrespect by James Harrison from the get-go toward the Pittsburgh Steelers. James Harrison being a big whiny baby because he's washed up and they wouldn't play him anyway. That's what this has always been all about. James Harrison being a bitch let's go to ralph in lawrenceville ralph you're on the mark Madden show hey mark big fan hey i'm really glad they got rid of that domestic abuser and they also need to get rid of that scumbag rapist burger too he needs yeah to- ralph good call never charged no evidence whatsoever uh not exactly peace in the pod but if you don't like them well if i were in lawrenceville i'd be bitter too although the property values are going up over there now bob they might buy the poor people like you out and make something out of that shack you live in. That's what I hear anyway. Let's go to Big Pierogi in Beaver County. This should be good. Uh, Big Pierogi. You're on with Double M.
1: Hey, what's up? Good evening, Mark.
0: Hey, good evening. if you had
1: to spend a year on the International Space Station with a porn star, which one would it be? Uh,
0: I, I wouldn't go to the International Space Station. Why would I do that? And plus, there's no gravity. How much fun could you have? I mean, a porn star with no gravity, that that makes maneuverability at a premium. And in my case, that wouldn't be good. Haven't we gotten past porn star questions on the show? I haven't had a porn star on the show for like seven years. I haven't retweeted a porn star in about seven years. Let's go to Christian in the car. Christian, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, do you think uh, the Steelers,
1: or excuse me, the Patriots signed um, James Harrison just out of spite?
0: spite I think that was part of it. I think that was kind of a dink move by Belichick. I I think he wanted to rile the Steelers up. I think evidence now showing, according to Ponce, Chico, and Dupree, that Harrison wanted out. He wanted to rile the Steelers up. Again, this is a matter of a big baby being a big bitch and a big whiner, and the Patriots giving him... Uh, the platform upon which to pull a fast one and get revenge. Get revenge on the team that paid Harrison $43 million. Think about that. The Steelers paid Harrison $43 million over his career, and now he wants revenge. I hope someday I'm in a position to get revenge on someone for paying me tens of millions of dollars. Let's go to Mike in the car. Mike, ask Mark anything. Hey
1: Mark, just wondering what your
0: think your thoughts are on Chris Jericho wrestling in New Japan on January fourth. Oh, at, at Wrestle Kingdom against Kenny Omega. Yeah, I think they've set it up absolutely perfectly. I think doing the blood angle when they haven't done blood in New Japan in, in decades, I think, was a good move. Uh, I, I think if they hadn't done it that way, there would be pressure for Chris and Kenny to have a match as good as like uh, NATO and. Uh, Okada, which is the co-main event at Wrestle Kingdom, I think now they can just have a brawl and make it very emotional and use a lot of psychology. Uh, I think it's been done perfectly, but I expect nothing less from Chris Jericho, who uh, has one of the best minds in the history of the wrestling business. Let's go to Eric in Bethel Park. Eric, ask Mark anything. Hey, bud, Did you go see Kicks at Jurgles? And are you going to see Tom Kiefer? Uh, I did not go see Kicks. I'm not much of a Kicks guy. Uh, when's Kiefer playing there? That's a makeup date, correct? Yeah, I think uh, sometime in January, I believe. I saw it when I was up there. I, I, ought to I, I would love to go see Kiefer, and I love Jurgles as a concert venue. So uh, I'll check out the date. Uh, I'm going to see – oh, wait, Donnie Iris is at Greensburg. I have that uh, ticket coming to me from uh, – My good friends at the Greensburg Palace Theater and the Westmoreland County Cultural Trust. A lot of concerts coming up. I know I'm going to uh, Vince Neal in Cleveland next month and to get the let out shows (coughs) at uh, Greensburg next month as well. Let's go to Sabu in Monroeville. Sabu, ask Mark anything.
1: How's it going, Mark?
0: Good, Sabu. What's up?
1: I've heard three different names. Who was the last player that Herb Brooks cut off the 1980 Olympic hockey team?
0: Uh, Ralph Cox. Sure about that? Am I 110% sure no? But every book and every movie says Ralph Cox. What other names have you heard?
1: I heard uh, Les OJ and Jack Hughes.
0: I think Les OJ and Jack Hughes were the last defensemen cut. And they may have been cut in the same... Group of coaches, Ralph Cox, but Ralph Cox, I think, was the last guy told.
1: You know what school he played at?
0: Uh, wasn't it Vermont?
1: I don't know. If you go to Michigan. Well, I don't know.
0: Yeah. No, it was an Eastern school. I want to say Vermont or New Hampshire. Uh, yeah, New Hampshire. I looked it up right now. I played for New Hampshire. Cool. Thanks, Mark. I think that's where Jim comedy went. But Jim never graduated. In fact, I'm not sure he ever really went. I think he just worked there as a janitor. Uh, Let's go to Engine on the road. Engine, ask Mark anything. Engine, you're on the air. This is you. Uh, This is Eugene. How you doing, Mark? Uh, Eugene, Engine, whatever. Yeah, same thing. Listen, I want to ask your opinion. I know you're a big Liverpool fan. What was your opinion of the uh, signing of Virgil van Dyke? Uh, overjoyed that came to fruition today, a hundred million dollars paid by Liverpool to Southampton for defender Virgil Van Dyke. Come over the moon because uh, what Liverpool has lacked most of all over the last how many years is a nailed-on star caliber centered defender. And Joel Matip's a good uh, number two, and he can you know play alongside Van Dyke, but Van Dyke will be calling the shots back there. And like I said, I am just overjoyed. Let's go to Dave in Rochester. Dave, ask Mark anything. Dilly
2: dilly, dilly dilly. Hey, uh, conspiracy theories. What, what do you think about um, inside possible inside organization thing with maybe Harrison? Um, you know, doing this thing over there with the Patriots. As possible no, just the just
0: a, just stupid. No chance of that happening. Let's go to Brandon in the car. Brandon, ask Mark anything.
2: Hey, Mark, how, if at all, do you compare Harrison going to New England
0: with Max Talbot going to Philadelphia? Uh, Max got so much money as a free agent from Philadelphia, there's no way he could have not taken it, and he didn't do it in the middle of a season, let alone at the end of the season where the two teams were projected to meet in the conference championship. Fair enough. Let's go to Lexi in the car. Lexi, ask Mark anything.
2: Mark, uh, big fan, big fan. Uh, my dad and my sister are coming down to the Penguins game. We wanted to go to Buford's and see you. Are you still going to be there? they about
0: 35 minutes. I'll be here until 6 o'clock, Lexi. Thank you for the call. Double M live at Buford's until 6 o'clock. You can still call, but I want hockey calls only now. It's the Hockey Night Show. It's up next. Ask Mark anything about hockey only. 412-333-WXDX.
1: Now, the super genius, Mark Madden. A lot
0: of funny stuff has no taste, like, for example, this show. I just wanted to say how funny that was. Now I'm going to cut you off before you can make a joke. The X at 105.9. It's time for the Hockey Night Show, brought to you by the three wise men, the law firm of Shendorovich, Shendorovich, and Fishman. Before we talk hockey, and I want hockey calls only at 412-333-WXDX, i, I got to get one more quote in from the Steeler locker room about James Harrison. When Bud Dupree was asked if Harrison was a mentor to him, Dupree started giggling and saying they asked if he was a mentor. Which indicates something you could easily figure, which is that Harrison didn't help the young guys. He tried to sabotage the young guys because he wanted to play forever. I give Dupree and Chicolo and especially Marquise Ponce a lot of credit for telling the truth about James Harrison and him having finagled his way to New England at this late point in the season, instead of sticking up for a teammate, an ex-teammate now, they stuck up for their organization, which is what should happen when the organization wasn't at all in the wrong and Harrison was being portrayed as a victim. And I'm glad in particular that uh, I have a pretty good meter for people who are good and who are bad. James Harrison's a bad guy who's only out for himself. And I'm glad that's been exposed. And a little bit happy that I've been proven right again about somebody, uh, in this case, years after the fact. But if you couldn't see that James Harrison's a piece of crap, then you just weren't trying to see it. Okay, hockey. Uh, Penguins are looking for answers. The fans are certainly looking for answers. But I have no idea what those answers might be. People keep clamoring for trade, and I want to emphasize I would not trade Chris Letang. I don't believe reports that he's being shopped. Chris Letang is a great player, a great talent, a great leader. He's in a bad patch, recovering from major surgery. He will again come good. I don't give up on a guy like Chris Letang, period. Anyway, a trade won't solve everything. Not when the stars show very little sign of finding their form, and some guys have just stopped scarring. It's a stink sandwich right now. The Penguins' problems are many, and they are great. Now, I do have one idea, and the Pens will never do it, so it's moved. But the Penguins have played 250 games since October of 2015. And the Penguins' trademark in that time has been speed, speed, and more speed playing at a breakneck pace, especially since Mike Sullivan took over as coach. And maybe you can't do that over 250 games and now more. Maybe the Penguins should slow it down. Trap it up and hit them on the counter. Use that energy in a wiser, more structured fashion. The Penguins won't do that, but maybe they should, and certainly they ought to consider doing it depending on score and situation. Let's go to Big Al in the car. Big Al, you're on the Hockey Night Show. you like to make a call? Well, I wouldn't like to make a call. Let's go to Dave of Mount And Dave, you're on the Hockey Night Show. What up, Mike? What up, Mike? So, you know, you, you hear him a lot of the
2: rumors going around. You hear this name being tossed around and that name being tossed around. With what you just said, with them playing as much hockey as they played, and clearly you see that it's worn down on the players, whether it's physically or mentally, do you or really both. think that making, or both, do you think that really making a trade of a major asset or two for a quick run to possibly repeat, which I think looks pretty far out at this point, uh, versus trying to maintain most of the pieces, let them regroup and come back again strong next year?
0: Uh, You you took the words right out of my mouth, Dave. I would not trade any major talent that I have control over uh, into 2019 and beyond that because uh, you might not win three cups in a row, but it would be great if the Crosby nucleus would win a fourth cup, and I wouldn't throw away a chance at that for some haphazard opportunity to win a third in a row, especially when I'm not sure, Dave, the trade's out there to be made that can help this team enough, that can re-adrenalize this team enough. What do you think?
2: Oh, I completely agree with you. Even if you hear some of the names that are being shopped around out there, uh, I really don't think that, and you said it in your commentary just a minute ago, if you're not going to be getting the, the hard pushes from Crosby and Malkin and Kessel and some of these other guys who should be putting the puck in the net a lot, if they're not going to get revitalized by bringing in... a a Vander Kane or or whoever else. Well, and and you you might
0: yet get the pushes from those guys. But if you get them, maybe those pushes will be enough, and you might regret the big deal you made. Exactly. Thank you for the call, Dave. That's real good stuff. Let's go to Zach in harmony. Zach, you're on the Hockey Night Show. Good day, sir. What's up? Hey, uh, how do you keep the stars from fighting in tonight's game? Uh, I thought it lit a fire last game, but I, I hate to see that. Well, I had no problem with uh, Gino, Sid, and Latang fighting last week against Columbus. I thought it was a wake-up call for the whole team and a wake-up call administered by those guys for themselves as well. Uh, I don't want them to do it every night, but didn't you feel like it provided a spark last week? I do feel like it provided a spark, but I feel like every time those guys drop the gloves, It's just too much of a risk. No question. I don't want to see it happen tonight either. But Columbus is going to have a tough time, you know, keeping it together because, uh, I don't know if you heard me say this earlier in the show, but Cam Atkinson and uh, Alex Wenberg, two of their uh, top six, are out uh, for the foreseeable future with injuries. So I think they'll just be looking to scramble to get a result now. Will part of their game plan be sucking the penguin stars into fights? I don't know. I wouldn't put it past torts, though. Not by a long shot. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Bill on the north side. Bill, you're on on the hockey night show. Double M, I think the Penguins should fire Mike Sullivan and bring in a new coach. Okay, that's just stupid, but who would you bring in? Uh, I would bring in anybody because every time they fire a coach, the guy wins yeah just just build 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 just stupid. You're just stupid. That's just stupid. Your whole family's stupid. Your son, your daughter, your wife, your aunt, your uncle, your mother, your father all stupid. Because for you to say something that stupid, there would have to be a big trickle down of stupid. I think for you, stupid probably goes back generations. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine is the number to call. It's the Hockey Night Show. Ask Mark anything but only about hockey. Dial now. Operators are standing by. 412-333-WXDX.